What's going on, Knicks fans? I'm your host, Apollo Reed. I'm here with my brother, Andre Jalila, and my cousin, Rick the Ruler. Welcome to the God of Knicks podcast. Smith nearly traveled and shoots. R.J. Barrett, a little sauce on that one. He's got 21. R.J. Barrett dances inside and scores on the line. Knox for three. Knox hits a three. Drop clock at seven. Knox nails a three. Randall separates and finishes off the window. Big time bucket from Julius Randall. Robinson, offensive rebound. And the putback. This is our take on everything Knicks, on and off the court. We're mostly about the eye test, not too much about the numbers, but as we all know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. On this episode, we discussed the 2019 free agency. It was crazy. I know. And we also discussed the expectations for this Knicks team going forward in next year. This is episode 19, part one. Let's get right into it. I'm not that excited about this Valley Porter's guy. Uh, he's. I like him as a center. He's a. I mean, listen. As long as he don't take no minutes from Mitch, I'm sure any minutes that anybody else is getting at the five is because Mitch is giving the minutes, and that's because he's probably in foul trouble or something like that. Yeah. I was gonna say that. Yeah, like if Mitch getting into foul trouble, I take Bobby. Yeah, Bobby can shoot, spread the floor. You know what I mean? He's, he's not. He's not a game changer, per se. But nah, he's a body. Think, yes. You think they're going to start with like all the vets? I honestly think Fisdale's going to make all the guys earn it. Yeah, I don't think he's going. You can't. You, I think that he'll be under so much heat if he puts one of these guys that we didn't get a superstar and you putting them in front of RJ. Well, RJ's yeah. starting regardless. That, that, that I know. Yeah. RJ, Dennis mm-hmm. Smith Jr., I think are starting. Yeah, 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 but that's what I'm saying. That, and Other than anything, because I feel like Gary Payton. I mean, Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Uh, yeah. uh, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Payton, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think Al- Alfred Payton has more has more experience. Yeah. He's not as dynamic and dunking on people like, what's his name? But, you know, he it might be a close one if, he, if he's really making them earn it. But... I, I'm more excited about Dennis Smith regardless because now he's supposed he supposedly got him a jump shot over the summer. Oh man, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's gonna the the, the toughest position to watch them tough it out for will be the point guard oh, position man. because I feel like I want Smith to have I it. I feel man. like I want Smith to have it, but let's let's be honest. If I'm being honest, and I mean this is a point that nobody really is gonna bring up because no one wants to think about the worst case scenario, but worst case scenario. RJ and Dennis Smith Jr. not being great three-point shooters or great shooters in general, sitting next to each other is not really a good fit. So, I mean, this is Frank's opportunity to actually fit somewhere, actually, because he's the only one out of our three guards that can actually hit a jump shot. He's scared to take him. I mean, that's, that's the thing. He doesn't take him. He doesn't take he think, them. I mean, I mean, much. well, no, no I, I, you know what? That's that's not true. He does take them. That's one thing he does take. He doesn't. He doesn't mind taking. No, no, no. He threes. started taking them toward before he got hurt. He started to. Well, no. Last year he was a. I mean, his first year he was actually a good three point shooter, like percentage wise. This year his percentage actually dropped a lot, but that was because of injuries. 
But what he did lack was the aggression on driving. Those are the shots that he didn't take. You know what I'm saying? The shots that he was wide open, he was taking those shots. And he didn't mind taking them. It's just that with the hamstring and the quad or whatever was wrong with him, it was hard for him to consistently get a a good, I guess, shot down. You know what I mean? Every every single time he put one up. You know what I mean? So, But regardless, someone who is more of a pass-first guard probably fits more around RJ. So I got to see how DSJ and RJ fit. I they like I posted on Twitter, they do kind of give me uh Russell and, and Harden vibes, which might not be yeah, good, that, that but, but be could be good. Comparison. You know what I mean? But it's their their play styles are eerily, eerily similar to both of those. But guys. I don't think I don't think Dennis Smith is that much of a nut. You know what I mean? No. He gives up the he gives yeah. up the rock. I think when they're no. down and nobody's hitting, I think that's when he, he's like, All right, I gotta do this myself. Yeah, if he if he you need him to be aggressive to some degree. I think every position needs to be aggressive. Like if you look at this kid, who's who, what's his name? Yeah. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy you know yeah. he's aggressive, right? But like I said, one of the things that I saw, I thought when you guys were saying that he's dope and all of that, that one game he went off for thirty points, I felt like he was going nut. But I don't. I felt like also he was trying to be like, all right, somebody needs to step up. Yeah, we get up in here, we losing. Somebody's got to step up, but I think during the regular season, I think the that'll probably be up to the coach to say, "All right, listen, this your game take should. over." Right, 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 right. So if it's so if it's a game where RJ is is having like a pretty good game, but he's not knocking his shots down, I think coach might say, "Hey, Dennis Smith, listen, take us to the promised land," or right. or 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 Alfred, listen, you know, get 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 these guys involved. Right. And that's what I, that's what I like about the squad from what what I see. Are we 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 going or Yeah, we good. All right. So one one thing that I like about the squad that we do have is the fact that we it, it looks like we have options for different teams. I think we we putting ourselves in a position where we got we got a lineup for every situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does that make sense yeah. to you? I think I think uh considering that the position is basketball, I'm right. I mean I, I, I yeah, semi agree. Yeah. I semi agree. Yeah, I mean we have a lot of we have a lot of we got a, a good amount of tough players and um guys that have been around other winning teams. And, you know what I'm saying? So we got a we got a we got a few lineups that have this guy's not shooting well. This guy's not playing defense well. We got someone who will come in and bring that exact intensity that you do need. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody who might, you know, say sometimes Knox can go out there and not be as focused and start missing defensive assignments and taking bad shots. And then you insert Morris in there who's going to start locking up on defense and making the right plays on offense. Then you kind of you start – Seeing that, all right, this is a good mixture of guys because you know when you when you usually you sub a guy out, it's not just so you can get him out of there because of the bad decisions he's making. You kind of want to hope that the guy you're bringing in there is making better decisions. Right. So we're building a team that we kind of have that kind of continuity with it. To me, that's that's what it's looking like so far. Do you think? But that's a that's a continuity thing. Right. Yeah. And right. I think all teams right yeah. now, well, not all teams, but a lot of the teams right now in the league are, are have the same issue. 
they they got to see okay now we got all these pieces can we work together right i mean and, and they they it comes down to what roles these guys accept will they accept not being starters that's that's what will to me make or break this next season mm. will bobby portis um wayne ellington um uh, Wayne Ellington ain't, ain't fighting for no stars. No, nah, but I mean, just just those guys who have gotten minutes elsewhere. Marcus Morris, you know what I mean? Like, you. How do if, you see this? This this is that's the one thing. I'm like, they got like they got everybody's like, yeah, they got a bunch of power forwards. But how how did how is the how is the lineup gonna go? How does the like, lineup just, go? Yeah, that, I, I just feel I was, like how you know that's after what I was you got asking, I was like, they're gonna start the vest. How how they gonna do this? That to me, like I said, it's going to be. They don't have a plan right now. It's the Fizdale's thing is he's going to make everybody earn it, and that I like that because at that least fair. that gives everyone an equal opportunity to prove it. And when you do that, what it does is it. it if you just walked in the training camp and said, "I right, boom, this is my starting five, and then you go into the season like yeah. that. You start to have guys on the team like, oh, well, I, I, I never, yeah, because I never got a chance to prove that I was better than the guy that you have out there. But, you but know what I'm let, saying? So now, let, let's not, I mean, I, I think that's an excellent um, point. I think that's, you know, I'll be great if they do, but RJ started because, like, he, ha- he I mean, has there's to nobody be, really has to be the, yeah, the face. Nobody at that position, nobody at that position is going to start over him. Exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah, he has to earn it, but like, even if he's like matched up with someone else on the team, he is going to get that starting spot. I mean, I mean, if you really want to be honest, <laughs> RJ is probably our best all-around player outside of someone like Marcus Morris right now. He has to be. Well, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying online. That's like right. our best player. Yeah, because we need a who Marcus or RJ? Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, I mean, technically, he is. He, he's he's a guy that does it on both sides of the floor, and he doesn't do anything great, but he does everything right. good on both sides of the right. floor. And he's he's a good guy at that at that spot. So that's why. I'm how like, many years? How many years he's got in now? Uh how long has he been in the league? Um, yeah. That's a because I'm trying to question. see if if, if he. Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, can he go higher? This is his eighth season. All right, so let's say he came okay. in at, at 1920, 28. You know, I guess he's he's about his peak. If he hasn't reached his peak, he if he's he's 29, he's probably reached his. Yeah, he's 29. I'm, I'm you know he's probably coming off his peak. Yeah, he's 29. I mean, but he's at the point now where he can. Number one, one thing I've noticed about him is a lot of his points, a lot of his game isn't definitive on his athleticism. You know what I'm saying? He usually he's he's a guy that knows how to get in there and fight and and get his buckets. You know what I mean? The old fashioned way. So, you know what I mean? When you have somebody like that, it's 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 I kind of forgot the point I was gonna prove, but regardless, like he he kind of in his eighth season, he he knows what he's going to bring you every single night, basically. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 somebody who can get better. I was looking at him like, can, can he get better? I mean, the only way he can really get better is if he added some athleticism. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really the only thing I really see him lacking. And it's not, it's, that, that's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, at this age, no, that's not going to happen. So at this point, he's he can give you consistent numbers every single game for a good two, three years. But 
All right, because everybody's saying he's like the best. And I'm like, you know, the, the one thing about drafts, draft picks, and, and these young guys is that there's going to be a point where these guys are really going to show. I think when you look, like even Alfred Payton, let's say, for example, I feel like it took four or five years for you to see, like, yo, he's nice. He ain't talked about as one of the top point guards, but son is nice. Yeah. I think he's a sleeper. Yeah, he's definitely a sleeper. To me, he's always been. Excuse me. Every time I um, you all right? Yeah, you know it's crazy out here. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but uh, every time I used to watch him play when when, they, when he was drafted, he wasn't someone that I was like completely enamored with. Like, oh my god! Like, but he was the kind of guard who he was almost like he's almost out of that Jason Kidd mold. I always wanted a guard like that because you just give me one guard on my team that can run up and down the floor and see, see everything. You know what I'm saying? I just need one of those guards that he almost has eyes in the back of their head. And we haven't had a guard like that in forever. Ever. You know what I mean? So to have someone like that before his prime, he's only been in the league for four years. Really? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's 25 years old. He's just approaching that age. He did have. Really? I think so he did, I'm feeling good about I that. I think he did tear his ACL at one point. I think two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But he. Yeah, but he wasn't super athletic. He, right, he right. But like, that's what I'm saying. That that doesn't that doesn't really matter for a guy like that. You know, uh, Rondo tore his ACL. You know what I'm saying? But it's those kind of guys don't really use their body that much. They're 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 very cerebral players. So he's the kind of guard that I always wanted. So you know, you have a guy like that. At the, he's gonna to me. He's gonna make a break whether we end up keeping or, or getting uh, trading away Frank, because mm-hmm. yeah, Frank's not gonna have many minutes to play outside he's, of Alfred Payton and DSJ. I, I, I don't even see, I don't even see how he would beat Frank for for that position. I don't see how Frank would beat oh, him okay. for the position. Oh right, he's he's right. too experienced. Right, I mean, um, I think that um, maybe unless we a just, defensive, unless we just needed three guards, that's the only way he'd stay here. But oh, I, I they don't got think Frank he's at the three. Need, to, need one of these guys out. But here, here's here's why I feel like what, what the Nick what the Knicks are trying to do. It just seems like with this positionless basketball, I think what's going to happen is they're going to be putting guys everywhere. I think Frank Nilakina might play some three if they need somebody mm-hmm. to play defense or that. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I feel like they they like this is what I feel like this roster they have the flexibility because right. they might put Morris at the five in some instances. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I like But Bobby Portis is probably going to be that guy off the bench behind Mitch. And then he said, if you look at it, there's not a lot of big guys in the league at, at, at the five spot. There's not like these big, lanky guys that can't be defended. No. What was what was this guy who was just with the 76ers, the big guy with the big face, the center? Boban. Like, Boban. Boban. Mojanovic. Where, where did he just I go? Think, where did he I just think he's go? on the Mavericks now. Of course, because... Mark Cuban yeah, likes all because, the European guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, if we're not playing against a team like that, uh, you got Rudy Gobert. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to play Mitch, but Mitch might have problems. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Bobby Portis fixing that, and I don't see, I, I, I don't see Marcus Morris fixing that. I think what what Taz. I Gibson, think Taz. Taz. I was just gonna say Taz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Taz is Taz but, is the guy that will mean a, a lot to Mitch's career. I think if he he can just get him to just calm down and stay grounded, he does not jump for everything. I think that's Mitch's yeah. biggest weakness right now is jumping for everything. Even when 
even when he's not jumping at you, he jumps. And when he jumps, like say him and the guy that he's picking up on is running to the basket and he'll jump toward the basket. But the fact that you left your feet, you're automatically now making yourself a, 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 a target because now the all the defender has to do is bump you yeah. and now act like yeah, he got fouled. Foul. Yeah. And that's a foul. But, but, but his, his greatest, um, I guess, feature is the fact that he gets blocks. So I think his mind is saying, I got to block this. And I, yeah. That's before anything even happens. That's the curse of a shot blocker every right. single time. And we love it. Or a young shot blocker. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody Remember, nobody this kid really didn't play goes a season. through he their didn't play career a season being a great shot blocker and finishes their career a great shot blocker because they realize they can't jump all the time. Same thing happened with DeAndre Jordan. He was a great shot blocker. And then now... Everybody's like, ah, oh, he's not even a great defender anymore. It's like, no, he just learns how to not jump right. at everything. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and you it remember, just... uh, Mitch, he, he said last year, listen, if I had the minutes, I, I would definitely do more than this. So, like, I feel oh, like he, for sure. he, he's trying to live up to his his words now, which could be problematic. But, it, right. you know, if he can control himself and, and figure it out, like, it would be one of the greatest assets would... that we have on the, on the Knicks. There was, mm-hmm. there was, to add to that, he was injured. For a nice little chunk of the season, also, right. and you know, and then like foul is is injury and foul right. trouble. Mm-hmm. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he'll stay on the floor more. If right. he's not injured, he'll get the minutes to play easily. Yeah, yeah. So he has he has a really high ceiling, and I think that offensively, I don't even think that he's anywhere close to what he can do. Yeah. And the fans, but love him. it could be Lob City. Yeah, the fans love him. It could oh, be Lob man. City. He did this one catch during the summer league where it just seemed physically mm-hmm. impossible. Right. Yeah. He dragged his foot. Like, I love the way he takes off. When he does his little thing, he has, like, that one foot looks like it scrapes the floor. Yeah. And then he just goes <laughs> up and gets it. I don't know it's, why, it, but I just love the funny. way it looks. It's funny because I know exactly, like, he, like, drags his toe, like, sideways. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, up. drags his foot. And it looks like it's almost slowing him down. Like, you'll pick that leg up and you get it. But it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he does that thing where he just, he, just, he just drags his foot. He looks up. And it don't even look like he cares where the basket is yet. And then he just goes and flushes it. But I think that, given the minutes, I think he's really going to be doing that a lot. I think that he could have a higher ceiling than DeAndre Jordan. Speaking of, your boy went to the, he went to the, to, no, DeAndre, let's talk about, DeAndre let's went talk to the about Nets. That real quick. All right. Oh, the Nets. Nets. So we haven't been on for a while. And the last time we were on, we were dead, dead set on getting KD. And let's, let's, let's not front. We were a little upset. We were a little upset. Um, a little. Me, I, I wasn't pissed. I was upset that he went to Brooklyn. If he'd have went anywhere else, I would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? The fact I, that he went to a team in New York, and I and I know that was all Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? It was mainly Kyrie that wanted that to happen, and it happened. But I'm going to be honest and... I, I mean, you can backtrack what I've even said before. If we didn't, like I said, in the last podcast, I think John was on, Jonathan Macri was on. I even said, if we don't sign anybody, I'm fine with building the youth and just signing the right guys that that match with the the, the, the timeline we have with our young guys. And that was just, that was just it. As I said, I don't care if we signed Durant, because remember... If even if we did sign Durant, we still would have had to u- develop our young guys for a year anyway because anyway. he wouldn't have been there. Exactly. Right. So me, 
mindset was always, listen, just focus on the young guys. We ended up not getting Durant. <laughs> I didn't really care about the Kyrie part. We didn't get Durant. But like I've been telling Jay the past couple weeks, I feel like we dodged the bullet somehow. That goes to my point. So here's what my biggest disappointment is with the whole not getting Kyrie or KD. Because if they had came, it would have been fun. But first of all, I don't like, I don't know where this whole thing started where we were getting KD and Kyrie. Media. That, uh, yeah, that media thing, that, that is the annoying part because we were all saying that because it came from somewhere. Exactly. It's not like it we was, just said, was, yo, we're getting KD. Yeah, yeah like, like somebody okay. said it someplace and everybody's getting their hopes up and then it turns out they come to New York but they're going to Brooklyn, which I'm not mad at because what changed it for me about getting KD, I already said it's documented on this on this on, on this podcast that I would have rather had uh Kemba. You would have what say you know again? What I'm you'd rather you have Kemba. I would rather have Kemba. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah. Said the same you know thing. what I'm saying? So yeah. and I and I didn't want uh Kyrie so much. But after KD it got injured in the playoffs, I didn't want him. I'm I'm sorry. Right. That's when it, it changed when, for when me. When you get well. that kind of injury, like when when yeah, I, when it, I saw it changes KD because... go down, and then he came back and went down again, I was just like, you know what? And I, and I think nah. I said it on the podcast. I was like, listen, leave all the broken players um, off the team, and we work with who we got. That that's what I said. And you were like, no, nah, yeah, you know, KD will be good. when you tell an Achilles. Yeah, when you're tearing Achilles, and then you're gonna pay this dude exactly. max money to bench, to sit exactly. in the bench one season. My, I don't care what team you are. I don't care who the player is. I'm not doing my that. only defense with that was leadership. The only defense. The only defense. Not that I thought it was a good idea. I said if we if we do do it, the one positive out of that would be that it makes our team attractive to other free right. agents, and that's that. That is right. which would be good. true, but. It but you're still not getting us, a player, right? But it's kind of straps us financially, because now look, they would they now we're flexible than, than a mug. But now look at it. They went and signed KD. They signed KD, Kyrie, and they had to take DeAndre. a little bit less money so that they can sign DeAndre. I'm not sure if that's a fact. Even if they didn't take less, DeAndre is getting forty million. Wow. So DeAndre's getting what? Forty million. He's getting ten million a For year. How many four years? years? Number one, I don't know why they signed him to a four-year deal. Maybe because the the KD they won. They want him the, there the entirety of the KD time. I don't understand the four-year part. <laughs> ten million a year, hey. okay, but four years. I don't know how that's going to pan out. That's a great agent. That's a great agent. And I mean, let's be honest. Are the Brooklyn Nets, and this is gonna sound like a, I'm gonna sound like a hater. I don't, Yo, but I don't care. Speak your truth, man. I don't, but I don't care. Are the Brooklyn Nets winning the championship in the next four years? No. No. If they were Knicks, would they have won the championship in the next four years? No. 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 <laughs> That's just Knicks talk. If we'd have said yes, but let's be honest. No. Even if they signed here, they would not have won because let's look at the front, the the next four years of the Western Conference. Do you want to see any of these guys that these do what Kawhi and Paul George? Like, the, we're not beating any uh, anybody in the East, is not beating anybody in the West for the next three to four years. That's just my prediction. I don't see anyone in the East winning a championship, that's just not gonna happen. It's, There's no nobody's nobody's beating the West for the, as long as 
it, it's looking crazy. Nobody, nobody in the East. Give me an East team, because all right, I'm gonna start with the team that I don't think is gonna make the uh, the Western Conference Finals. I don't even think anybody in the East is beating Golden State right now. <laughs> I just feel like say that again. It, you kind of, you, I lost you a little bit. Now I started moving around. See, I gotta sit still. I don't think anybody. He started moving. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. So I don't think I don't think that anybody is beating is even beating Golden State Warrior coming out of the East. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just feel like Milwaukee might win that. Uh, I think that 76ers (laughs) might win that. Toronto definitely isn't. So forget about the Lakers. You can forget it. Nobody's nobody who who in the in the East is beating the Lakers. Who's beating Who's beating the Clippers? Nobody's like you can forget. Nobody's nobody's beating, beating Clippers, the Clippers. Yeah. Nobody's beating the Lakers right now in the in the East, and nobody's beating Houston. Whoever comes yeah, out the I mean, East, it, it's not with it. Westbrook really wanted Westbrook. Really quick side note, I really wanted Westbrook to come over to the East. I don't care what team, but that kind of balances out. The, you know, I, I kind of wanted that to balance out. You, you know, you just have some Westbrook excitement in the East. Balance? No, to the east. To the east. I just, I just feel like to the east. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm that's saying like I mean. everybody's in the west fighting for dominance. I just felt like if he had came to the east, it'd have been exciting for the east. I just feel like nobody's well, in the Kemba east right to, now. I just Kemba, feel like Kemba came east. Kemba, Kemba been in the east. east. Oh yeah, I'm bugging. <laughs> yeah, he Kemba stayed, stayed in the east. But he came. He came first. Yeah, what's his name? Or- <laughs> Kyrie. I think already. I think, I think he gonna be Kyrie, real cold out there in Boston. But here's my thing. Yeah, I know. Here's my thing about, like, with the East. Like, Kyrie didn't really shift anything. He just went to another team. And Kemba just went to another team. It's not really more of a – they didn't They didn't improve their teams like that. Like, the teams are probably going to stay the same. The Celtics are actually really, like, going to win. I think Kemba – I think Kyrie I think proved that he can't win. I don't think, think they got better? better. I think – I think I the Celtics? I think got better with Kemba. No, I think this, – this is this, – this, all right, this is what I'm going to say. I think Kemba is not a better player than Kyrie in particular, but no. I think he fits that team better than Kyrie right. does, which would make them yes. better. But the addition of Ennis Cantor and losing Al Horford will, will just reverse that gain that they just had. So I think they just stay stagnant to where they were. Hmm. And they did lose Marcus Morris does, and he was a key piece to their That's offensive true, That's well, true. team, not offense with team. So I mean That's true. You lose you lose Al Horford and you you gain Enos Cantor. He's gonna give you a lot of buckets, he's gonna get you a lot of rebounds, he's not gonna play a lot of defense. His defense got a tad bit better, but he's still drama. He's still yeah, I mean not even drama. I think I don't mind the drama as much with him. My problem with Enos was just the defense. Mm-hmm. You you can't be a turnstile on defense, and he was consistently a turnstile. I liked and him a lot. It, I, I liked him a lot because he he was doing all the things that you other than defense. defense yeah, just totally. I sweet. liked I liked him when you you know you put him on offense, but then depending on the off, but depending on who you had there, it kind of was a bad fit because he just plugged himself in the paint, which clogged driving lanes and and made it a little bit difficult. For us to score more difficult than it should have been, especially for the younger guys. But that's neither here nor there. Regardless, I think they did improve with the Kemba piece over Kyrie because Ky- Kemba is more of a system guard and he will play through a system more than Kyrie would. Kyrie's more of a 
hey, give me the ball. I'm going to run my offense kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think Kemba is an, is an upgrade in that sense. But like I said, losing Al Horford and gaining in his cancer is probably not the, the greatest greatest at the end of the day we'll yeah, we will see. at the end of the day i think i think that's at the, the end of the day everything because like it's still early we'll see we'll see we'll see and like i said the marcus morris thing they lost him he was a key piece of what they had going over there and you know what's also crazy they did lose um uh terry rosier so that's another guard that's another one so, because um, i felt like he was a big part of when they were winning before Kyrie, when Kyrie was hurt, yeah, but I feel like did he, they keep homeboy like Gordon, Gordon Hayward drain though this last season? Like I don't, I don't feel like he was as important as he was previously. Only because Kyrie was there. Yeah, yeah, because Kyrie came back. Still, still. Nah, I guess. <laughs> I, I, he he. I guess he nah. was going wild. No, nah. Kyrie wasn't there. That was holding it down. Exactly. In the in the playoffs too. Yes. In the play, I Absolutely. I think he's gonna do good in Charlotte. I think he's gonna do good in Charlotte. Doesn't um, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Um, speaking of Marcus Morris, I was thinking. I said it's just crazy how we're at a spot now where everyone wants to talk bad about the Knicks, but even when the good things happen with us. It's almost like no one wants to talk about it. To me, I think it says a lot that Marcus Morris turned down a contract with the Spurs to go play with the Knicks. And everybody wants yeah, to say it's money. It's $5 million. You know what I'm saying? Don't everybody like, well, it's only because he wanted the money. No, nah, I think it kind of meant something for him, what we had over here. I don't think he would have came to a bad team just for five extra million dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because he could have kept that 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 contract for the two years and got right. the championship. I think what it does say, I think part of what it says is he was like the Spurs ain't winning <laughs> anyway. Right. Either way, either way, the Spurs and who who the Spurs beating? They got they got the guy in the trade who didn't who who couldn't win when he was in the East, and he definitely ain't gonna get him over the hill in the West. Say that again. Yeah, you, you break you break the guy in the trade. I ain't moving. I said they he he went to he was going to go to a team that got the trade from a guy who who couldn't win in the East. Oh, you talking about the Rosen? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. couldn't win in the East, and like he he's over there in the West, and like he's supposed to be able to he's supposed to be able to beat one of these teams in, in the West. Like, what team are they supposed to win against? Yeah, and it's crazy because now he's back in the West with uh with, with Kawhi, and now he's got to see him yeah. four times a year. That's all we got for part one. Part two will be coming to you shortly, as you all know. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Guard Up Knicks podcast. Till next time, peace.